What are some of the top security and privacy challenges that healthcare entities are struggling with these days? I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Terry Grogan, CIO of Vertitech IT, a national healthcare IT consulting and engineering firm. Terry will be speaking to us about some of the top security and privacy issues that she sees healthcare sector entities dealing with these days. So, Terry, based on the work you do with healthcare entities, please give us a sense of the security and privacy issues that you see these organizations struggling with the most these days. I think that that falls into a couple of categories. I think the top two things I see IT organizations struggle with is the push for interoperability as well as just dealing with a wealth of data and being able to watch, monitor, and audit that. So with interoperability, I see that in two ways that are a struggle. Heavily, you keep hearing about the Internet of Things, and so there are a lot of dumb-type devices that actually need to send data to and from the network, and these tend to be some of your biggest areas of vulnerability and attack vector The other interoperability is the big push for merger and acquisition activity. So you have a lot of larger health systems facing the influx of new mergers and acquisitions, moving these people together, putting the data together, and potentially dealing with folks who have far less security or standards than they do, or under pressure to actually give greater access before standards can be put in place to the new acquired entity. So there's some of the biggest ones I see. Of course, theft of records and therefore the detection that records have been stolen continues to really plague healthcare. Healthcare, as you've seen in many other articles, is heavily targeted because it's uh, so much easier to actually use stolen healthcare information faster, longer, than it is for things like credit cards where those thefts are caught much quicker. So now, Terry, what about technologies? Are there any promising security technologies that you think could help healthcare entities improve their security efforts and perhaps address some of the issues you just mentioned but tend to be overlooked or underutilized? I'd put that into the new emerging things that I've seen that I, that I think have great promise are the predictive analytics technologies that are on the market space. They've been out for a while. Artificial intelligence gets better and better, and I think appropriately using them, and that's the key word here, appropriately, thoughtfully installing them, configuring them, and using them can really help catch much more quickly theft or loss of data or potential breaches into the network. So I don't think they're used as well as they could be, Folks sometimes buy them and install them and then do this set it and forget it, which is really not a good way of using those. Likewise, one of the things that I see that I'm not seeing any healthcare personally take advantage of yet, but I think is a great uh, technology in the marketplace, is voice biometrics. I'm seeing more and more companies offer this as a way of doing secondary logins in order to eliminate the insecure passwords and also using them as identity mechanisms 
so that if remote people are calling in and, and looking for information, people have a way of identifying whether that's really the person who's calling. And I think that's a great technology that's not being explored yet adequately by healthcare, but should be looked at. Now, Terry, I know that you do a lot of work involving complex infrastructure environments. What are some of the common mistakes that you see healthcare entities making in their infrastructure environments that either hinder or hurt security? And any suggestions for how these problems can be addressed? That actually goes a little bit back to what do I see that's being underutilized? In complex organizations, especially large health systems that have been around a while, a lot of times the network was built, it's set up and it's running pretty well, and folks tend to just pretty much maintain it. And I think that especially with some of the interoperability challenges with both the Internet of Things, especially biomedical devices, medical devices in general, as well as a lot of push to going to cloud-based interoperability, I think organizations, complex organizations are not pausing and taking the time to relook at their network design and actually doing things like appropriate internal network segmentation and far better segmenting their networks. In fact, I've seen a number of healthcare clients that tend to be what I call an M&M. They've got this hard, crunchy outer shell, but a very soft, chewy inside because they've tended to trust for years all the data inside because of other controls they have in place. And while some of those controls may be very adequate for normal use cases, an individual in front of a PC accessing a server, it's not necessarily a good way to segment and protect from medical devices, some of the cloud-based connectivity. So I think that complex organizations tend to overlook and tend to struggle with how to create a good broad-based network plan and approach to looking across the whole spectrum for protecting their data. So Terry, when it comes to interoperability, you know, as you noted, there's a big push for that. And also the government's been focusing a lot of attention on so-called information blocking, you know, intentional efforts to not share information, whether it's because, you know, the technologies just don't communicate well, or in some cases, I guess, you know, organizations sort of make a decision, well, we're not going to share this information. You know, based on what you see is information blocking more of a technology problem or is it sort of either a misunderstanding or an intentional sort of thing that takes place at the healthcare organization level where, you know, we're just not going to share this information. It's proprietary. So I've not actually seen the case of being, it's proprietary and it's mine being a reason to not share. I definitely see caution and concern either from the healthcare leadership themselves saying, how do we make sure this data, that we get the right data to the right people, that we've actually got a great program in place for people to opt out, that we understand who's using our data, how it's being protected, coming from the healthcare entity, and then also IT often telling the healthcare entity, well, we're not sure how to protect it, or we're worried about the risk, or it will cost this many dollars for us to set something up for you. And of course, you still do have some issues with the interoperability of just the data and the data formatting itself. So healthcare tends to be very risk adverse, and I think that there's more of a caution from 
how do I make sure I do the right thing for my patients, for myself, when I share data versus I don't want people to see the data. So now, Terry, I know that in addition to your role as CIO at Vertitech IT, you also sometimes play the role of interim CTO at healthcare organizations. Tell me a little bit about what that's like and being somebody that's in there but not a permanent or regular part of the security technology team. How well received are your ideas? Do you get much pushback? Actually, they're pretty well received. Often, I wind up walking into a healthcare system because there's an issue or a problem they're looking to resolve. When I've done my analysis of that, a lot of times those problems are partial technology problems and heavy people process problems. One of the nice things about working in healthcare is you get a lot of caring people who like what they do, feel challenged by what they do, and stay a long time. The double-edged sword of that is they tend to be folks who don't often stay up well on new technologies, new processes. I hear often folks say, oh, I'm too busy, I, I can't go to training. If I left, who would do my work? And so I'm able to bring in a lot of newer ideas. Network segmentation is a great example. We've done a lot with clients that I've been in that need to really just protect data better and yet at the same time make it easier for their providers and their nurses and whatever to get access to information quickly. So usually our approach is very well received because we spend a lot of time teaching the staff, how to actually make some of these changes and assess risk. And finally, Terry, based on what you see at healthcare entities, what are the top emerging cybersecurity threats that worry you the most that you think that many healthcare entities are just not prepared to deal with? Well, I think everyone knows that healthcare tends to be more targeted even than financial institutions. And so a lot of them spend a lot more time, and I'm seeing a lot more push toward making sure that staff are trained to look at malicious emails, phishing attacks. Malicious attacks still come in almost 50% via email, and so they do a lot of different changes to do that. I think that the hackers are getting a lot better. I've seen a lot more very targeted email where the names of leadership within the healthcare are spoofed, are disguised in order to ask other leadership to do things, financial things, data things. People are often taken off guard on that, and I think that there needs to be a a bigger shift into training folks and also employing better advanced threat analytic technology from an email perspective. Likewise, I think one of the newer threats coming out that's starting to take hold, and I'm hearing nobody in healthcare talk about, is some of the Bitcoin and cyber monetary farming that's being done and how, you know, there was a lot of talk about WordPress sites being attacked. But I, I see, because these farmers need a lot of computing power, where I, I think the threat there is not going to be so much a stealing healthcare records as it's going to be a stealing computing power from healthcare IT assets. And I think that that's one that folks need to keep their eye on as that trend starts to get more sophisticated and take hold. 
And the risk there would be what, availability of the computer systems? Yep, performance, availability, you know, the things I've seen are, it's like the old uh, community sharing way back in the day, if you're as old as I am, remember when SETI actually asked people if they would use their home personal computers to help them analyze data that was coming from outer space, and NASA used that program. Well, there's actually been a movement by farmers of these Bitcoin and other type of cyber monies to actually use the computing power. And healthcare's got a lot of computing power. And often, not necessarily the right tools understand that something is dragging down and and hurting the performance of their network and sitting there and absorbing resources and activity. Thanks, Terry. I've been speaking to Terry Grogan. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.